0: This is Lost or Found, the podcast where we think about how we can live happier, healthier, and more fulfilled lives. Now here's the host of the show, Dr. Michelle Choi.
1: Hi, thanks for joining me today. Alex Soto is on the show to talk about his journey into understanding the pain that people carry in their bodies. He's a physical trainer and does excellent body work. Such that his clients, once they find him, stay with him and continue to work with him as they find themselves getting stronger in their bodies. I find him super interesting because you can tell he has an intuitiveness when he works with his clients. And I think that intuitiveness oftentimes comes from understanding pain himself, to be able to understand someone else's pain so well. And today is about his journey into understanding. Hi, Alex. It's nice to see you again. Thank Hi, you Michelle. for being on the show.
2: Sam, thanks, thanks for the invitation.
1: <laughs> and Alex, when we originally talked, we know, um, we had a conversation last week, and we were talking about your incredible body work that you do, as well as your work as a physical trainer. But as we got to talk more, I couldn't help but know that your life journey has also been incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember talking about that with you and um, I think we left off on when I was a... I shared a little bit about when I was a kid and then my, you know, experience mostly in a lot of middle school and about being bullied and I was over very overweight and um, I had my friends. I had a, a lot of friends at that time, but... Uh, within that Friends, I was the the heaviest. And I mm-hmm. was really very aware of it. And uh, I never really liked it, you know. It was always just… I, I, I would let it slide, but deep down I knew it would, it would bother me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I was always the last one in PE, running around the field. Always the last one. And I remember I was encouraged to… I was self-motivated one summer to get… You know, to start exercising but nobody told me what to do. I just started doing some push-ups, sit-ups and cutting down my eating, my carbohydrates. And uh, I, I remember feeling lighter and better because I knew swimming class was coming up the next year mm-hmm. as a 7th grader. And and I think it, it, it really started that right there and then discipline for me. Where I was like, I know I can, I can do this. I like the discipline. It's easy. Um, it doesn't take that much for me. I just, and, and I'm pretty self-motivated. I don't need to be told, go exercise. I just, I, I really enjoy it. And high school came around and, um, you know, it was, a it wasn't, you know, like, you know, it's true what they say. It's a transition from middle school and then you got high school and you got all kinds of other, you know, ages, um, more temptations. And at that time, you know, uh. In my experience, I think middle school… I didn't, once I was offered drugs. I think mm-hmm. once. You know? And I think I was on, in 8th grade. I didn't think anything of it.
1: And, and was then, it by a friend?
2: And it was… Um, uh, no, he wasn't a friend. He was just random guy in the group.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: it was on a dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dance night or something like that. And he offered me… I like I was like… I didn't even know what it was. But I knew it was something that we were not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and then freshman came. And then I was… Tempted again, and then this time I was, I said yes, you know, and and I think my freshman.
1: What was it?
2: I was just just at that time it was just weed. Okay. Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. at that time it was you know it was it was illegal right at that time and it was like okay it was like okay not not a big deal. Hmm. Um. But it was and we more, live in Santa Cruz. But I live you know? in Santa Cruz. No big deal, right? And. We you know at the time i i was i think i I was alone I felt alone. I had my friends, but I wanted more I wanted to be you know um, i guess you can say made feel important with other others other um students, more friends. it wasn't necessarily popular mm-hmm. I just wanted to be a part of something
0: yeah
2: and and I was missing that and i remember i was telling you that i was actually i could have done sports i didn't do sports in high school but i could have easily done football and soccer more than football i remember the coaches as a freshman year they saw me i was heavy of like 250 pounds Mm -hmm. and they came up to me said, alex are you playing any sports like no do you want to play football you're going to be in a linebacker you don't even worry about a tryout you come in we're gonna give you a jersey you're in Mm
0: -hmm. All you gotta do
2: show up you're gonna love it we'll train you like i've never played football don't worry you're in you got the size we need people like you
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i you know at the time i was like nah the, my parents are not gonna let me And i didn't really want to i was like no nah, i'm not interested in that and i should have i should have taken that path i was right there that mm-hmm. was a good path to take i wish i had done, done, done sports instead i went the other way and started ditching class starting hanging out with the wrong people uh, Start really associated with the gang there at school, and then this thing you know um, in sophomore year or at freshman, freshman year. year in freshman year. So all that mm-hmm. happened quickly, and, and as a freshman, the whole year
0: mm-hmm.
2: I was ditching class. My my grades went down to D's F's. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't doing well, mm-hmm. and I thought in my mind, you know, I I hid it for for quite some time from my family. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't know I was doing you know weed, and then it escalated a little bit more. Um, I was over cocaine. I was over uh, crack. I was mm-hmm. over heroin. All Did those you do things, it? and I tried all of those, mm-hmm. not in big quantities, but I tried them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I, I don't want to be part of this. In
1: freshman year of and high freshman, school. Freshman, freshman, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And even in the, uh, at the time, at the place where I was working with my dad, yeah, I was offered that stuff too. It was there. It was by it was the adults, the, yeah. By the adults, it was within reach. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember. You know, we just, towards the end when my my mom, I don't know, she, she told me that one day she had a, like a vision or somebody in her head told her, Talk to Alex. Let's see what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Ask him if he's doing this. And she ran and asked me one day, I came from school and she asked me, are you doing drugs? Are you in trouble?
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: was like, yes. Yes, I am. All those things. I just came clean. I had lied for a year mm-hmm. and really kind of… How old
1: hit, were you then when you came clean? Uh,
2: I don't know, 15? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And then when that happened, uh, I wanted out. I really wanted just to get stay away from the gangs, stay away from drugs. None of that. I wanted just a new start. I knew I did not belong there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stop. I wasn't even enjoying it anymore. And I knew at some point it would get me in trouble.
1: Did you ever enjoy it though? Like…
2: At the beginning, a little bit, and then that that—that mm-hmm. was it.
1: So being in the gang, like you knew pretty quickly. That yeah, I knew that. that wasn't this, your is, this is this is this isn't my thing. you were still in it. i was
2: still in it. This isn't yeah. my thing. This is not where um, I don't belong here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How did you know that that wasn't for you? Then what were you feeling?
2: Uh, I, I think a lot of it too, because I wasn't, you know, what's the word? I wasn't genuinely me anymore. Yeah. I was somebody else. It felt fake. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't belong here. This doesn't feel right. Plus, I got to lie to my parents, to my family. Uh, I always got to be on the watch out at school. Uh, I'm not doing great in classes. I'm ditching. What, what, what am I doing?
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting point that you make. It's like you're lying so much more, more to keep up another
2: lie. Life and then you know, like, like to the point like this is it's out of control. Thank yeah, you too. and I was so happy, so happy. I told my mom, I'm glad you told me. You told, you asked me. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it was meant to be, and I completely stopped. Completely, I isolated from the gang. Lucky for me, it, it wasn't that that serious of a gang at that time.
0: Yeah,
2: and I completely isolated myself. Completely, I was in a little corner every time in break, lunch at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still at, towards the end of a freshman. I'm no, no, actually sophomore, is when I stopped. And yeah, I decided. Okay, here came once again my disciplines. Okay. How am I gonna get stay away from trouble? Be good in school classes. All right, I'll combine school, exercising, eating better, in a way kind of like detox, mm-hmm. and and I did. Um, and that started another part of a journey there,
0: yeah.
2: where I did lose a lot of weight. That was the highest I was was two fifty.
1: But if I may ask you, so like, was it hard to leave the game? No,
2: it was easy. Everything oh. was easy. Did
1: they, like, come lucky. for you, like, or Yeah, they were looking you? for me.
2: People were, at the time in school, people would come to me. People that I would sell drugs to.
1: Mm-hmm. You were selling too? I, I was to? selling
2: too. And they would come, oh, do you have anything? Do you have any anything? Like, no, man. No, mm-hmm. I would look away. Or just like, no, I don't do that stuff no more.
1: Yeah, what would you do with the money that you would make from selling no, I was drugs? I would just save. Oh, so that was yeah, your just money. just in a
2: little piggy bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, after I stopped all that, the, like I said, it was like okay, I'm, I'm on this path now, and I remember at that time, um, my sister was also in, you know, in trouble. Mm-hmm. She was also on the same path, and she was she younger, or older, older, mm-hmm. and she ended up going to Mexico, and my parents at that time thought, okay, maybe that could be a good alternative for her.
0: Mm-hmm. Go
2: to Mexico, get a degree over there. Um, so when she left, I was like, okay, what can I do?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I did good in school. I lost weight. but then after I got a little bit too… It got out of control, the weight mm-hmm. loss. And then eventually I became anorexic. Yeah. Eventually I made it to like 112, 115. So I went from 250 to 115, 120 around that and area. you're pretty tall. And I'm 5'10. Yeah. And I was sound health very, I was a sack of bones. I was really bad. That mm-hmm. was in six months six months wow and then yeah that was a that one was even that one was much 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 harder Mm -hmm. getting out of of being anorexic that one took me almost a whole year to get. i think it's kind
1: of interesting like you describe like feeling lonely and i think many of us are lonely at Mm -hmm. many points in our lives and that drove you to you know associating with a gang but then also like trying to take control of your life right Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that control becomes so much control, and that discipline that you were seeking, mm-hmm. but then it became almost out of control with the control. With
2: the control, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yep. that was that was really hard. I, you know, we, we went when we, I realized well, my parents were seeing in you know in me every day is like, okay, this guy is really unhealthy. I can see his mm-hmm. bones now. He's losing hair. Um, when you became
1: an anorexic,
2: anorexic. he's like, oh, "This is bad." And then my parents, okay, we need to step, need to do something. So we mm-hmm. did some. We saw a, a dietitian here, um, with a different doctor, and they say, "Okay, you need some, you need some uh, therapy. We need to talk to you. We need to coach you how to start eating back." I did maybe a couple of sessions, but my mom was like, "You know what? Let's go meet up with your sister in Mexico. I, we have a lot of family over there,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and let's get you treated over there." Okay, so we lived in… This is back in 2000. This all happened during my sophomore slash junior year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't do my junior year here. Mm-hmm. And I did it over there. And same thing. They did a lot of therapy. A lot of labs. Deep labs. And then they found out, okay, so you're starting to skip beats in your heart.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're, you're getting tired just by walking one block. And you're losing a lot of hair. Every morning was a bunch of hair in my pillow.
1: Were you still like working out like crazy?
2: No, I, I couldn't even work out anymore. I had oh lost the stamina.
1: Wow! Yeah,
2: walking was uh, was difficult, not only because of the altitude in Mexico City, but because mm-hmm. of my condition. And and to eat it was oh man, it was a, it was a fight.
1: Do you think your anorexia know. also stemmed from loneliness too? Like, what do you think it stemmed from?
0: Um. um
2: that's a good question. Like, I mean,
1: if you couldn't, if you were like. In the beginning, it seems like you were working out a lot. You were mm-hmm. feeling good. You were physically active. Mm-hmm. Then it became like full blown anorexia, like to the point where you couldn't function.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, no, you, you're like an eighty just... year old guy, like losing hair yeah, like yeah. that. It's like mm-hmm. terrible. You it know, was.
2: honestly, just uh, the loss of, of control. That's the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Uh, was it because I was lonely? I just I was really, really motivated to get back into the rhythm of being healthier. Yeah, and it really takes over you. It really does.
1: Looking for that control, then yeah. And I
2: was looking to regain that control within my mind. Mm -hmm. I've okayed stop talking, stop counting uh, calories, stop thinking that this one bite of this food is gonna get you fat. That's how bad it was. Wow. And that was a constant fight every day, every day. And it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then slowly, it really, it really took, uh, uh, I did little steps, you know, started eating more food. When I was in Mexico, more food. And then the weekend, I would kind of indulge a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, eventually I went, I went back to like 160, 170. And then I started to exercise again, playing soccer and all those things. And then, but it took almost a whole year for me. No more bone showing, yeah. no more hair loss. The heart went back to regular. But yeah, that was a whole another fight of a year.
1: How did you feel that when you went back to one sixty and one seventy? Oh, so much,
2: so much better. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. I felt lighter.
1: But having been anorexic, were you like critical of your own self for having gained the weight? Like, isn't no? I
2: wasn't. I I, it took that whole year was back and forth. Oh no, 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 don't you starting to get weight again? Mm -hmm. Let's cut it back. And then I was like, no, it's okay. Talking through myself through it, the whole process, and then not look at the scale anymore yeah just let it let just how i feel the clothing um judge or dictate kind of mm-hmm. how i you know and can you yeah. look at
1: the scale now or you don't
2: i do once yeah i still do I, i'll look mm-hmm. at the scale once in a while but because of that experience i i really just go by how, how i feel uh, clothing my, more than anything, my progress now with my exercises, mm-hmm. I really just… I, and I do that with my clients too. I just monitor the progress. That's a really good way to see how you're doing. Yeah. With it, my energy, my recovery, my injuries, all those. Yeah, I don't necessarily play around with the skill.
1: I really think like you. You really have like a gift of making your clients feel better, you know. And sometimes I wonder if you have that gift because you seem to really have understood pain. Mm-hmm. You know the pain of pain and the pain of unhealth too. You know.
2: Yep. Yeah, um, I think so. I think you're. I think you're right. Um, yeah, when the clients they come to me and they they feel lost with the. They don't know where to start. They're not necessarily motivated. They don't know where to start with their diet or the exercises, and they're they're in a way they're lost. It's like I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. am I supposed to where am I supposed to start? Or I'm frustrated. You know, i keep bouncing back and forth with the scale. You know, I tried this, I lose a lot of weight, and then I gain it back again. And then I do lost a lot of weight. This one works really good. Keto doesn't matter what diet they lose, they lose it. They do very well. They don't keep up with it, and then boom, back again. Yeah. And it's almost double the amount of weight.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I always tell them, just do something that really is you know, sustainable for you. Something that you can see it as a lifestyle. Not because of well, this moment in time this year, I'm going to kill it because I, kn- I know I got an important event at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Wedding, birthday, whatever. And what about something that the next year, and the next year, you keep compounding. It's kind of like investing. You're investing in your own body, compound, you know, cash, those dividends that you're getting, reinvest in them, put more time, uh, more changes in your in your diet, in your exercises. It's just like that. And that that works.
0: Mm-hmm. That it
2: maintains, and you're happy. It's important that you're happy, otherwise you're miserable. And that journey, I was telling you about that journey, you got to enjoy it. Yeah. And you'll be miserable if you're just doing this one area where like you're so pinpoint focused, and then see, you, are you enjoying the process anymore? Because mm-hmm. I've had clients too. that They come and they're just so focused on the diet and the exercises. And and I tell them once in a while, I say, how, how are you feeling with the progress? Are you happy about it? I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, even though they're making progress, like I show them, it's on paper. It's how, what they're performing there. yeah, Uh How they look.
0: They're getting uh, they're stronger. Stronger. In their body. Yeah,
2: body, more tone, all these things. And it's still something's not enough.
0: mm mm-hmm.
2: It's a hard one. It's a hard one to, you know, really think about it and say, OK, no, no, this is good. This is things we're pointed out. And I think sometimes we do need somebody else to point it out. Yeah. And say, you look very good. You're making good progress, mm-hmm. or weight loss, or you're looking, you're walking so much faster. Sometimes I think it's somebody, you know, something in the outside. And That's what happened to me, too, when I was in the Rex. People in the outside were telling me, no, you're looking like a zombie, man. What's going on? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? And I feel I'm feeling great, but you would say true. that, yeah. It you would tell it, them you would feel I felt great, great. Oh yeah, I'm losing great. And next thing you know, I'm not eating.
0: Yeah, that's when I
2: knew. Okay, I'm not feeling great anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. This is bad.
2: And I knew it. I knew it. The deep inside me, I knew all those things. And yeah, but to get out of it was hard. Yeah.
1: Because even like you know, not feeling like you're enough. I feel like that's something that we all struggle with, don't we? Mm-hmm. All like have so, yeah. moments when we feel mm-hmm. like we're not enough. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And even like the, I think the capacity for self-harm, it can be really, really high. Yeah. And the anorexia, unfortunately, is something that comes from us, you know, yeah. like what we're looking for, and it's like a path where we may never find it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even yeah. if we reach like a so-called goal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Even if As we you reach were saying, goal, yeah, if you know? reach that goal, uh, we're like ah.
1: the prize won't
2: be there. Yeah, the prize won't be there. But what
1: will have been the cost, you
2: know? Yeah. 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 It's. I mean, somebody can be like 180 and look really different. Mm -hmm. and It can be 180 unhealthy and 180 healthy. Yeah. So it doesn't really. Sometimes I think the skill is like it's not all of it important. Mm -hmm. Because you can definitely look a certain weight. Yeah, And then how it looks, how you, your skin color, Mm -hmm. your muscles, your endurance, all that can be totally different.
1: Yeah. So. How do you look at food now? Like, what is your, you were saying lifestyle. Like, it's like you want to maintain a lifestyle, you know.
2: Now it's kind of hard for me to, because I work out, you know, pretty consistently, you know, six days a week. And I try to really work on my recovery, stretching, all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes I find myself not eating enough. It's not enough. And I don't definitely don't think about necessarily and the it's calories. unintentional? Unintentional.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: I already ate this. I'm full. But I know if I don't eat in the next couple hours, I'm going to be really hungry. And my metabolism is firing. I mm-hmm. can feel it. I'm super hungry. And I've done fasting. I done. I've done experiments, with, even with my doctor about keto, the keto diet, and that didn't work for me.
1: Yeah, I don't think it really works for many people. Like yeah. you lose the weight, but I've never met a person oh, sure. who didn't gain the weight yep, back. Yep, you know,
2: Yep. It's like, like long once again, term, it's not sustainable.
1: It's not a solution. Yep. Yeah.
2: So, and I've yeah. So it's, 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 it's kind of like now it's like my girlfriend's really good with this. She encouraged me like, no more Alex. You need more protein. More protein. More protein. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like. I'm a, I feel a little bit I'm a bit full, but if I eat that one piece, I just she encouraged me to get more variety of other foods, mm. and that's always that's the one piece that I still work on. Yeah, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay that sometimes I need to get more 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 colors, mm-hmm. more greens, more different kinds of vegetables. She's really good with that. I'm good with the grilling part, whatever salmon, chicken breast, any kind of stuff we play with it and try to yeah. be more creative, fun fun with it. And that's, it's more enjoyable for me now. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. trying. I'm trying, yeah. It's still work. It's, you still got to put the work there. Mm-hmm. But I try to have more fun with it. And that's it. Not, not to overthink about it.
1: I thought something that you mentioned um, after our last interview when we were talking about your work... You were mentioning how you have a lot of clients with pain mm-hmm. and you really understand physical pain because you went through so much pain mm-hmm. and having seen so many doctors when yeah. you were growing up. Yeah, Where yeah. do you think your pain came from?
2: Um, I was, when I was a kid, I struggled with bad knees. I was born with... Uh, oh, bent knees? Yeah, uh-huh. bad bad knees. Oh, I, bad I, knees. I, had, okay. uh, I can't remember the name of it. But the doctor, my orthopedic, told me, Alex, you just were, you were born with too much meniscus. Your meniscus mm-hmm. looked like a pancake. Mm-hmm. And didn't have the nice C shape when we went in on the first surgery. Had a lot of popping going on, like nasty pops. And I, and I didn't do anything until I was like 17 or 18. I like, got my first surgery. And that's when they told me, Oh, yeah, you have that condition where your meniscus is way too big. So we shaved in, did a little cutting. Mm-hmm. You're most likely going to get the other one fixed too. So I did. And, you know, that was a struggle. Not, not that hard to do PT. You know, it was easy for me because I love working out. But the struggle really came in. And that's where I felt more passionate about training and rehab and exercises is when I injured myself when I used to work in the ambulance. So mm-hmm. I used to work for over the hill for the 911 system yeah and remember we were picking up a patient and they had told us multiple times you're right use your legs don't bend at the waist and lift don't don't lift with your with your back Mm -hmm. and you know you start getting tight and at the time i did work out i i I would surf i would work out but i neglected my core Mm -hmm. and stretching and rolling a lot of things i just lifted just your normal stuff yeah and i remember We were picking up this patient. It was very heavy patient, and everybody had one hand on this big old um, ready bed. We called it, Mm -hmm. and we were gonna dead weight person, lift them up. And I, when I lifted them up, immediately I felt sharp pain in my lower back. Immediately, Mm -hmm. when we were going to the hospital, I just started feeling numbness and tingling on my legs, Mm -hmm. both of them. And when I got out, I was, I don't know how I made it to the hospital, but I was really dragging my feet. I was in a lot of pain. It was ten out of ten, sharp, shooting down. And I was like, this is it. This this is how maybe my career ends. And I had heard many of my colleagues in, at work, oh, he's out for six months. Oh, he's out for the year. That's mm-hmm. it. Many, many all many, back related. All back related. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Shoulder busted, um, back related, they're gone. They're 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 now they have to take pills, now they do a lot of rehab, chiropractor, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. their back is screwed. And that's where my really my journey began. And because I went through the process that a lot of I think a lot of people go through where they see, they're trying to, nothing's working. I did PT.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I did cortisone shots in my lower back. I was told I definitely have a little, small, very small little hernia in my lower Mm -hmm. back. And that little guy definitely was causing so much sharp pain down to my left leg. And then every day when I would come from work was my dad is a massage therapist and he would help me kind of loosen up my legs every day and it would get so tight. Pain Mm -hmm. here, pain over here in my butt. And it was frustrating. You know, eventually it became so frustrating and it was so overwhelming having everyday pain. I'm not a fan of taking pills.
1: Were you getting a lot of narcotics? Uh,
2: When I started seeing the doctors, they would say, Hey Alex, do you want, what do you want? Take your pick. Do (laughs) you want Vicodin? At that time, you want Hydrocodone? What, what, What do you want? It's Like, no, I don't want anything. I just, I want the pain gone. Yeah. I want, is there anything like you can tell me? That's the easy solution. It's not a solution. Is there anything that you can tell me? It's like, well, you can start doing some yoga. Eventually, the doctors do not know what to say. It's like, I, I think you have fibromyalgia. We're going to call it this fibromyalgia. And that
1: upsets me, but that's so true. That's a really important point that you bring up because you know, diet fibromyalgia is a diagnosis of exclusion. Hmm. You have to have like really negative tests right to call it fibromyalgia but you have an obvious source of pain like yeah. for an obvious reason but it's yeah. like a diagnosis where doctors are so frustrated when someone's complaining of pain and it has a stigma attached to it which mm-hmm. is so wrong but like you have like a very good reason for yeah. having had your pain yeah,
2: yeah i mean uh, and it, it was creeping up the pain the discomforts my shoulders my neck chest everywhere. We're starting to get tight. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it had to do with the stress. Uh, at work, I was very, very, you know, c- conscious that my lifting? Yeah. And it was, I was wearing a brace for a while, for almost six months. Wearing a brace every time at work, the whole time. It wasn't just any lift. It was mm-hmm. the whole time.
1: And something and, that you showed us too as a family, like, it's amazing how you're other areas where you what where it was not originally involved can be involved because you're compensating,
0: right? Yeah.
1: you know, of course, like if your lower back hurts and it's really really inflamed, your legs are going to get involved, the mm-hmm. upper back, mm-hmm. your neck. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense, yeah. you know? Yeah,
2: for sure. Um, and that took a lot of it. This is the the cycle that a lot of I've seen it with clients, with friends, where they don't get the answers from the doctor doctor refers to the pt i go to the pt
1: did you go to a lot of pt i had a
2: couple 3 pts i remember one person one person did give me really good advice i remember my frustration was there uh, about my lower back and she said alex i just right now you just 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 focus on your core strength just focus on your core strength we'll give you these exercises and it looks like you should probably use a little cushion on your right shoe your right, your right leg is shorter. And my mom has the same thing. Uh-huh. You just add, use a little padding. Get a Dr. Scholes, a little air pillow, it's an insole, add it to all your shoes on the, on the right side. That was a game changer. That was the first game changer. Mm-hmm. That was probably- So you were the like walking
1: of, off balance, off all balance the time. uneven. Mm-hmm.
2: And that immediately I felt a relief on my on my right groin, on my hip, on the right side. I started, okay, this is, this is good. So I was going to do it with all of them. Uh-huh. And but the lower back still was still there. The issues there on my lower back, still on my shoulders, my mid back would be on fire. And that process is okay. I found another another chiropractor. That was a whole year of not great. It was I mean, I won't say names, but it wasn't a good chiropractor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I spent a lot of money.
1: Did you go did you go for a while? A while. Uh-huh. And
2: then it was always like a, a an adjustment and then it was okay. Uh, that's it the pain was it was very momentarily and then back again and yeah. i've heard many stories of this with even my, my husband had that experience many, many. before many like, okay, like, what am i supposed to do it's like <laughs> i'm still having discomfort but what can i do at home like i needed somebody to tell me here's the homework alex do it every day and i will i will do it every day but no nothing no guidance and then i saw another chiropractor over the hill that was another year the good side, of, the good things about that chiropractor was that he had a machine that would kind of decompress your lower back. You would lay down on this bed, very fancy machine, pull your lumbar, your mid back, and that actually f- started to feel mm-hmm. better. Is it kind of
1: like an inversion but modified? Kind of modified, uh-huh. but you're laying on
2: your back. And that one was almost six months, very expensive.
0: Oh, okay. that was expensive.
2: But he was a very nice guy. He actually had he had love for the people in EMS. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a huge discount. I remember he's like, oh, don't worry about the machine. I'm like, I know you're in debt with us, but we're going to put it aside. Mm-hmm. You just refer people, which I did. Um, he would give me adjustment, but I was still… The lower back was getting better, but I still needed more guy. It was more to it. And it wasn't just the lower back that I was having pain. Because I've had other pains in my shoulder, my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you know, I had many… This, this whole thing, fibromyalgia, right? Yeah. And and
1: there's no cure for yeah, fibromyalgia. Yeah, yeah it was like, so know, to it was the, to the
2: point it was like, then I found, uh, we have a good friend over the hill who did a lot of body work too. My dad had known him for many years. Kind of like our mentor. And then I would go see them, go see him. Almost two times a, uh, a week. And he mm-hmm. lives over the hill. He, wow. lived over the hill. he was from, He's from the Philippines. And sometimes I would hurt my back during work have more pain than usual in the ambulance and I would go after I was down with my shift immediately go see him and he was he got to the point too also was like I don't, Alex I don't know what else to do I really don't know what else to do with you mm-hmm. uh, you are kind of tight but not as tight as you used to so I, I don't and he was used to be an Olympic uh, lifter wow. and he showed me a lot of exercises mm-hmm. back extension so many things like Alex you need to strengthen your back you need to strengthen your stomach same same, same category as the, what the PTs were telling me it's okay and i thought i was but i needed more more mm-hmm. i need some actually layout okay do these exercises and i finally just i was like okay I'm, i've spent so much money in the past two three years with this injury um that i was all oh, right i'm just gonna power literally power through do all my foam rolling as much as i've knowledge that that i've acquired and I'm going to really focus on just exercise and lifting just very slowly in increments and increments. And that's what I did. It took me almost two years to get out of it, out of that cycle,
0: mm-hmm.
2: out of those pains. To the point where there's, it's really, really rare we'll have lower back issue. And that's because I might have tweaked when I surfed or I lifted a little bit wrong. But those pains are gone. A lot mm-hmm. of pains I have in my neck, shoulders. I'll have a little stiffness here, just the normal stuff because I train. No problems. I know how to take it away. I know how to fix it. So but when you, like that.
1: that last chiropractor that you were seeing was saying like he was doing everything he can to help you. Yeah. But you're still having pain. Yeah, still having. Like, so mm-hmm. the pain was better then, but it was still there, it's still right? there, yeah. yeah. And then when you talk about foam rolling, and I know you're a huge advocate of mm-hmm. foam rolling. Why is foam rolling so important?
2: It really loosens up the, the tension. At least you get rid of the tension mm-hmm. of the muscle. You know, the, the layer that covers our muscles here. Sometimes they get those adhesions, knots, and others they get really nasty with the knots. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of
1: how you massage too. And I noticed you were, you know, when you were working with my son, mm-hmm. you really like get into there. Let's like let's almost like foam, rolling, yeah, foam you know? rolling.
2: Let's get rid of it and it's done. It's not a regular massage. It's just yeah. let's get rid of this knot right here and let's stretch it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, that's what really what I had to do. But like I said, it took me two years, and a lot of stuff were.
1: And I'm um, sorry. How how do you foam roll every single day, and how many uh, minutes much, do you do it every I have day?
2: Probably like my, maybe before I train, maybe like five to ten minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, it's really quick. Sometimes, if there's no discomfort now, non soreness is probably is normal. I'll foam roll that. If, it'll help me with my recovery, but it's just really brief now. You're a few minutes now. I care more about the stretching and the dynamic stretching now.
1: And then when you were still experiencing pain, even Mm -hmm. though you've seen so much, you were saying that you were slowly again working up your exercises. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? What were you doing then? Uh, Even though uh, you were like working on all those areas. So Yeah,
2: so all I did was increase it even more. More with... I did planks, I did so many bird dogs, uh, mm-hmm. some a little bit of yoga. I had to be careful with the yoga poses because that would strain me too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was too much. So I had to be careful. Uh, I remember doing a lot of push-ups. Um, I, a lot of back stuff, prone extensions, um, supermans. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of Pilates work. Um, yeah, it was mostly own body weight for quite some time.
1: Yeah, it's cool that you had the mm-hmm. tail end of your solution for your pain. You know, like you had the answer.
2: Uh, well,
0: or you, in, well, in a way, you... I,
2: I kind of, I think it was really, it was just there. I just, I needed to do, I really don't, I don't know. I don't know how how it came, but I just think it's like, I'm not, I don't want to live my life like this. Yeah. With this amount of pain every day. Because and I, how much because, pain
1: were you living with, like on a scale of? Oh, 110? it was up
2: there. There were some some days where I wake up and immediately sharp pains and eight out of 10, slowly wow. get up.
1: That's a lot of pain. Uh, that's to a lot live of pain.
2: With. And I would compare it with my knee surgeries, and that was nothing. Yeah. This was lower back was on fire. Mm-hmm. Mid back was on fire. I felt like somebody was putting an icy hot, but it was, it was the hot part, not yeah. the icy. And, and you're
1: supposed to like function during your function day. And function. And
2: how I was supposed to do provide care for my patient when I was over the hill. Mm -hmm. And now it was, it was, it was a tough, tough two years. But, and I remember, um, I think a lot of the pains that I've had during those, those time in my twenties has really helped me give hope and understanding to my clients now. Yeah. Because when they come and see me and they have the same look of frustration as in, okay, here's my, almost my last hope with you. Mm -hmm. See what you got, Alex. Or I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I don't want to have be having pain in the morning. I just just woke up in the morning and I'm already having this kind of discomfort.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and I have I know what it feels like. I know exactly how it feels like. They have lower back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, chest pain, stomach aches, groin. Pain. I know I know exactly what it feels like.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, and I think it it does in a way that experience itself has helped me understand and really get down to to the same level as the clients
0: yeah. and
2: say, I know, you know, we're going to see what we can do here. And I just tell you, okay, well, you're, this this is it. And not much, I don't tell them I'm going to fix you.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I'm going to do my best. I can't guarantee you. I can't guarantee anything. But if we do this, you do this work and let's see, let's see if this helps you.
1: Yeah, and you can. You can if yeah. you can't do this
2: at home. We'll give you the homework. You can this is the do part. It. Is <laughs> that is the homework? Not just a, you know, here's a piece of paper. Do this. No, here's just this is step by step. We do videos. We do a little pictures. Mm-hmm. Here's the plan. Follow this. That's all you got to do, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm.
1: I think pain is really interesting, you know, because I feel like this has guided your, your work a lot because you understand it. But you know, it's also interesting because I feel like it's like chicken or the egg. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like there's mental health, you know, issues mm-hmm. leading to the pain, and then the pain also leads to mental health issues because like a lot of people with a lot of pain,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, also have like depression and anxiety symptoms mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. You know, For sure. mm-hmm. or you know, it's a, but then it, it goes into this full circle where yeah. you don't know what was first.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Oh yeah, many, many clients you when I touch them they're hurting everywhere mm. like Alex I sleep like this I'm sleeping like um, I wake up in the morning and I the moment I open up my chest I can't even do it because I'm so tight that's how I sleep it's like I honestly don't think this is just muscle tightness I think there's mm-hmm. something that you're carrying something that you're how's your stress level how's your do you do anything before you're going to sleep do you take some teas some alternative stuff alternative medicine uh, what, what's going on yeah, this is far more than just muscular, and some say would once we start treating them, these things start to pop up.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like for you your pain was far more than muscular too?
2: I think so too. I think it's um, I think at some level I was carrying some, some probably some sadness too. Stuff that had happened to me when I was a, a young one and anorexic. And in uh, my childhood's times, too, mm-hmm. I think I was, I think I strongly believe that I was still carrying that. Mm-hmm.
1: How How are you dealing with that and how do you kind of live with it?
2: Uh, with, with the pains or?
1: I mean, like the stuff that you carried from childhood. Uh, well, I've done you? my
2: fair share of therapy mm-hmm. and um, I made peace with it and... Um, some of them I, I've gone to the point where like you know uh, whatever happened it's, it's for a reason I'm grateful for that I'm still alive and, and able to share mm-hmm. and still help out people and I'm at more the like, best of way I can say is that I'm at peace with it I've been at peace with it for a while mm-hmm. and and I've talked to my siblings about it and and my partner too and it's just, it's, it's no, it no longer bothers me anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Does it bother your siblings?
2: Uh, For their side of their story? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they still got to work on their part.
1: I think that's really cool because I really think like our pain comes from somewhere, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. I really think, I think what you described is kind of, it's human resilience, mm-hmm. you know? Like you take that pain. It's like, you know, you can't. You can't take away the past; it was there. Right. But then you you decide to t- rewrite your story, knowing what had happened, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a capability that we all have.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: If we can do it, you know.
2: You just got to do the work. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you feel like so? Therapy has. Do you feel like it also helped your pain too? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Therapy, was it a huge
1: component?
2: A huge component. It was, to, it was like realizations of a lot of things mm-hmm. that I thought that was, I was like mm, that's not, that's not right. Mm, maybe I should talk about this, and then I would, and like no, that's you're right, that's not right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And my my partner now that I have, she has influenced me a lot with a lot of books uh, about trauma, childhood mm-hmm. trauma, narcissism, uh, gaslighting stuff that I didn't even know. That yeah. kind of stuff. That's another piece of. And to be able
1: to label, label what that, what that was. is,
2: like something's not right here. Yeah. Um, that kind of yeah, all the stuff parenting. Mm-hmm. She has a little boy, and then she, you know, I was like, uh, I don't want to pass on my stuff to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's 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 unfair. It's not a, it's not an okay thing. It's, my stuff is for me, for me alone, and to to deal with you know to do the work, keep doing the work. I'm still doing the work. It's it's a struggle. Hmm. Um, but yeah, she's been an influencer to help me out with those kind of things, along with therapy. And that took me a whole solid, uh, Still, I'm still working on it, but mm-hmm. a whole year to really, you know, take a deep breath. And it like, I needed to get that fixed because it all mm-hmm. came across because I had a bad relationship. It's a very uh, toxic one. And then that one really pretty much brought me to my knees. And like, oh, this is the one piece that I've been missing that I need to train. Mm-hmm. I've already done. I've done my physical part. Now it's my heart, my soul, my memories. I needs to be. I need to address them.
1: It's kind of like a rock bottom moment. Yeah, right? it was a rock. It was terrible. Yeah.
2: It was not a good. It was not a good experience. But I'm, I'm but grateful. To like but to wake I'm, up. Yeah, but it I was yeah to wake up, and it was tough. But I was grateful. I'm yeah. still grateful for that uh, that relationship. And um, it really brought me to therapy, and I was like, no, I need, and it helped.
1: I think you're really cool because you're obviously like a very strong man, you know, and you you work out, you know, <laughs> like mm. <"Urgh,"> right. <laughs> 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 Sorry, but do you know what I mean? But like, not that many men go to therapy, and the fact mm. that you're really honest about it, you know, I think that's really cool. I think this is this should be like you know an example to all the men out there. Like, I think we're all like we united all need, by all our pain. Therapy, yeah, yeah, we everyone has pain, you know. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, do you feel like, you know, your pain, you have no pain? I mean,
2: now do you have pain, any pain? Yeah, I have my fair share of pains. No,
1: no, I'm, I mean physical pain.
2: Physical pain, yeah, I still do. Yeah. yeah, but it's very, to the point, it's very minimal and it's manageable. And the lower back is definitely gone. Mm-hmm. I don't have those. And in the pains of what I talk about now is just a muscle work. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll get a little strain here Uh and I'll let it heal. From like the day to
1: day, from your actual
2: activities. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, I overdid it or I did a bad maneuver surfing. And now I tweaked my back, my shoulder. Oh, I know I need to give it some rest. I need to recover it, do some strengthening, foam rolling, whatever I need to do. And then it gets better.
1: And the pain that you were having where you were diagnosed with fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Oh, that's definitely yeah. gone.
1: Do you feel like that pain would have gone, gotten better without the therapy too?
2: Uh, without? No, I think the, the therapy was needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was also critical. It was
2: also critical. I think all of them have helped me. Yeah, not just one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a long journey.
1: Yeah, I think that's really incredible. I still
2: got way more to go. Hopefully. I think,
1: like, I think that's the thing. Like, we can really like write our future, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't have to repeat the past.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure,
1: that wasn't right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, we have. I guess you can say full control of you know, what we what path we want to take. We just gotta take it.
0: Mhm.
2: Yep. But um I don't know, I've uh, this is like the, the first time I've ever talked about you know, I guess you can say publicly. Yeah. To about this. There's my a couple of friends that they know my my history. My partner knows. Uh I mean I've been divorced too. Um uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's good. It's this is good to talk about it now. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people out right there that probably have worse, way worse stories than mine. Mine, I think, it's small compared to other stories. Even my clients have shared stories like, "Oh my god, I don't know how you're walking,
1: mm-hmm.
2: how you made it here. I don't know."
1: But it's all a trauma, you know, like but whether or not gigantic or gigantic, small. Right, right. Like we yeah. like to put it on a scale. Right. But you can't say what's going to hurt someone or not. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's legitimate.
2: It's legitimate. Yep. And everybody presses differently too.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, the reason why I have the show is something that I realized like in primary care, like the job that I hated. Mm-hmm. Seeing people come in with like ailments and pain. It's like so amazing how much, how like all of us actually carry emotional pain.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, I you think that's the thing it. that bound, bound, binds us as humans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like all humans have mm-hmm. wounds.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the question is sometimes what, does, what becomes of that wound? Like a lot of people have wounds and then they become drug addicts. Yeah. That wasn't your path, but you were carrying physical musculoskeletal pain. Mm-hmm. And I think that really inspired your line of work. Because I really think like you understand how the body works. And what it feels because mm-hmm. of what you've gone through.
2: I think so too. I think uh, I think it's a gift, maybe a gift. Yeah, that I've been given the what that pain feels like because it's it's strange. It's, well, it's no longer strange for me because when clients tell me it feels like this, I like this part right here that you're touching. It feels like this, and I know exactly. And what, what do they say a
1: lot about. sometimes? What's yeah, it's this?
2: Yeah, like oh, this feels like it's on fire, Alex. This uh-huh. feels like it's shooting down to that could be. I know it's trigger points, but that the way they describe it is it's on fire it's, it's uncomfortable it feels like it my skin is being ripped apart
0: mm-hmm.
2: and sometimes it's barely being touched it's far more than feels like than a strain and um and when how they're describing and it, how it's being within the session it's starting to loosen up whatever part i'm working on and and then people are just randomly talking it seems like stuff comes out that they haven't talked about in years yeah. And here with we are the with this random stranger guy who yeah. they just met. They start talking. Um, it's just, it always amazes me.
1: It's crazy uh, to me too, like how long people will go yeah. living with physical pain. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I know they eventually find you, yeah. but that's really incredible to me. Like how long people will go yeah. functioning less than their normal selves.
2: Yeah. And when they find it, oh yeah, yeah it's. I'm sure you've seen <laughs> it's it. It's unfortunate. Experience it, and it's just like, how are they walking? You know, yeah. our bodies are so strong. We're so strong. You're proving, you know, so so much we can take and take and take and take. And then when we take that moment, and somebody else either helps you or you, you get a realizations of anything, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh wait a minute, this is how it's supposed to feel. Oh my God, it feels so different. And then now they they want it again. That felt good. That and the people. I think another reason why people come back and to see me because they see seeing the, the, the process that it's helping. You know, that one session maybe did a, a, drop their pain from a 10 to an 8. Yeah. And something that a pill, that's nothing so, that, so that's significant. It's significant. They wanted mm-hmm. again. Oh, it's a 5. Oh, it's a 4. You know what? They, mm-hmm. Next thing you know, that's just recently a client of mine couldn't cross his leg. Now they're doing it. And I yeah. pointed it out. I was like, do you know that you couldn't do that? You would have pain. You had to carry your mm-hmm. leg, and now you're not even doing this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like um, you get so we get so used to that. So you so we almost yeah. like not giving up and like okay, this is how I'm I'm supposed to I'm gonna function right now, and keep grinding, keep doing the stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. need to, this, that's not good.
1: I really think when it comes to the point where like doctors offer like narcotics, you know, to help Mm -hmm. with the pain, it's kind of unfortunate to me because I think there's so much more that we can do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes with like the traditional path, we don't know, or you go to one person and they didn't help you and then you stop. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really cool that you went to another, to another, to another, another,
2: to another. So I know the cycle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah. I totally relate to those people out there that they go to another, to another, to yeah. another. And, and Alex, yeah. a lot
1: of times, like for people, like you're kind of at the end of the road. Yeah, end of the
2: road. yeah. yeah they mm-hmm. find
1: you because mm-hmm. you're like after I don't know how many people, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. And it's cool, you know?
2: It's always, yeah, I always, it's always uh, it's rewarding. Yeah. It's a grateful opportunity. I'm very humble about my clients that have lost hope. They like, literally have lost hope. And only there it's because they got recommended and they're like, all right, let's give this guy a shot. But it, eh,
0: mm-hmm. let's see what
2: you got. Um, don't have high expectations. And then when we're done, they they've, I've had many, but they told me, Alex, uh, you have touched an area where it has never been necessarily loosened up mm-hmm. or an area that I, I, I was carrying something, Alex. You did something. Because mm-hmm. the next session they see me, Alex... I don't know what you did, man, but I think I was carrying some trauma there, or I was carrying something mm-hmm. because it's no longer there. I wasn't they even aware of They use the word trauma. Yeah, they used the word trauma, like something in their mentally yeah. and emotional they had carried on It's like, yeah, well, well, there you go. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm.
1: For those patients that you know their pain is really linked to their trauma, do mm-hmm. you recommend their, that they see a therapist too, like your client? Some I do.
2: I try to be, you know, discreet about it and uh-huh. say, hey, uh, even sometimes I don't have to bring it up because they're talking about it. Yeah. And then I just tell them, um, you ever thought about the possibility of maybe uh, finding somebody and there's some counseling, a, a therapist… Maybe you need to talk with these emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a therapist here. I don't know. I can give you some guidance. I can tell you my experience. I'm more than happy to talk about my experience. But you need somebody that can legitimately knows, has is, is studied this, mm-hmm. um, and give you some guidance. And some of every, a lot of people are really receptive. It's like, yeah, I think you're right. Alice. I need to think I need to go see, I need to do something about this. This isn't, it's this is not good. You know, I've been carrying this for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: time to let it go. Yeah.
1: Do you still go for counseling?
2: Mm-hmm. I don't do as much as so I should. Probably get back to it again. That's but, yeah. cool that you still go though. Mm-hmm. I took a break. Uh, it's been about four months now, and mm-hmm. I need to go back. But there's always stuff that comes up. Oh, I need some guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strongly recommend. <laughs> it's really, it's it's good.
1: It's hard. It's, it's hard, hard not to react. Yeah, of
2: course. You yeah, know, like, it's really hard. even or, though
1: you're better, the wounds are still there, mm-hmm. but you've learned to live with it. But then mm-hmm. I I find a lot, it's hard to still not react yep. or even going into, you know, that shell that you remember, like, you know, mm-hmm. that childlike mode, you yep. know, it's kind of, it's still, it's like an active process.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Thinking For about sure, it. Thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at first I heard it's, it's, it hurts a lot because yeah. it brings up the uh, the wound, the the wounds. Yeah, literally, it hurts wounds. a and lot. Then, you know, it gets a little better and a little better and a little better.
0: Mhm.
2: Yeah.
1: How do you see uh, your girlfriend's little boy then?
2: Oh, I seem like he's my own. You know, I love uh, I love him very much. He's a really good kid. Um, uh, I honestly, uh, I, I only sometimes don't know why, you know, I'm not super religious, but I mm-hmm. don't know why necessarily God gave me this opportunity with him or with her. And I just know it feels good. hmm And that's all, it makes me happy. And, uh, that's, sometimes for me, that's, that's, that's enough. So, like, I don't search, uh, I'm not trying to um, take over over his real dad, yeah, who he has never met. and uh, it's I just want to be there for him and support him, he, his friend, his parent down the road
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, which I think I'm in the process of doing. And that's it. That's, that's good for me.
1: Do you feel like knowing him, you re- you see, you remember yourself as a All child? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm.
1: It must be, like, shocking sometimes, too, don't you think? Like, actually interacting a child with a child. Yeah. And sometimes doing things differently.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: acknowledging that.
2: Well, yeah, for sure. And I, even now, there's a lot of times where I'll find myself being a kid again with him. Mm -hmm. Same as if I was going back to being five, seven, goofing around, saying probably the same things with him. And it's, uh, I enjoy it. Like nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: Remembering the joy.
2: Very joy. Yeah. 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 So, um, no, it's good. It's a good phase in my life now. Alex, you're the coolest. (laughs) I really mean
1: that. You're the coolest. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your story. I think, mm-hmm. like, it's an incredible story. And the way you found your own answer, I think that's that's amazing. You know? I think sometimes a lot of us give up too soon before we reach our own answer. And I think we all have it within us.
2: I think so. I think, yeah, I absolutely agree. And
1: sometimes we need a lot of help from other people, too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I know I still do.
1: Yeah. But yep. you strike me as a person who never gave up on himself.
2: That's right. Yeah, I don't think I did. Yeah. You no. Know, because I knew it would be in a, in a much different place. I would have. I would still be in pain then. Yeah. If I had given up, I would still be in pain in that cycle, and then just you know, maybe, probably taking pills or something. Giving up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. This was uh, this was fun. It was good to enjoy it.
0: Thanks for listening to Lost or Found. If you're loving the podcast, please tell your friends, subscribe, and leave us a great review. And follow Michelle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.